Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to The Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, here to bring you some more chilling, frightening features, especially for Christmas. Welcome back to The Haunted Collection, and I am happy to have you here. Thank you so much for tuning in for some more chilling tales. Got a couple of frightful Christmas tales here to share for the season, since we're just two weeks away from Christmas Day. So I hope you enjoy these for the seasons. Just my little gift for you. Before we get started with that, I want to invite you to MyHauntedDolls.com. If you're still looking for a last-minute Christmas gift, my autographed books are perfect for that supernatural and ghost story lover in your family. So be sure to go there and order an autographed copy, or you can get those anywhere online. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. Even on ebook, they're available if you just want to get a copy for yourself to read. And if you like listening to books, there are even a few on audiobook out on Audible and Amazon. While you're at MyHauntedDolls.com, go to the link page and follow the link to my YouTube channel, My Haunted Dolls, on YouTube, where I post videos of EVP recordings and video evidence of some of my haunted items, dolls, paintings, tools, jewelry. We even have... A live show every Tuesday night where I usually do a live EVP session with the Spirit Box and the Cat Ball. Tune in for that every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on YouTube. Hosted by Abnormal Alabama. Be sure to like and subscribe to their channel as well. So, let's get on to our Christmas goodies for this episode. This first story is allegedly... A true story. And it comes right at Christmas time. And especially those of you traveling home for Christmas, if you have a fear of intruders in your house, this is going to resonate with you as well. So let's hope you enjoy Creepy Christmas. It was Christmas Eve, and I was a freshman in high school. My family had been split up for some time, so normally we trade off at Christmas Day and Christmas Eve every year. And this year, I had come home early from my grandparents. They were having a Christmas party, while everyone else was at my aunt and uncle's celebrating at a different party. When I was dropped off, my cousins offered to stay with me for a few hours, yet I declined. I thought I could watch some of my new DVDs and get some alone time in the house, which is a rarity. I had noticed an unfamiliar car parked on the street but did not think anything of it considering it was Christmas Eve. 
probably a neighbor's relative or something like that. After I got inside, I locked the door, grabbed some snacks, and started to settle down. I had not been home for more than 15 minutes when there was a knock at the door. I unlocked the door and opened it, just a crack, to see a man standing there. It was chilly out and he wore a dark raincoat with a hood pulled up over his head, sort of casting a shadow over his face, so all I saw was his nose and part of his mouth peeking out from that darkness. I thought I could make out the outline of his hair, dark like the rest of his person, and some glasses. He was slightly over overweight and dressed casually aside from the raincoat he did not look like much of a threat although he did look a little spooky and my stomach still dropped he asked I was wondering about the car outside is it for sale I told him I did not think so Is there someone here I can talk to about it? He asked. And I quite stupidly said, No, you can come back later, maybe a different time. And with that, I shut the door and turned the lock as fast as I possibly could. But as I closed it, I saw him reach for the handle immediately. It closed before he could push it open, so he started pounding on the door, which I quickly locked, as I said. I heard a string of profanities on the other side, and after a moment the pounding stopped. Perhaps he knew he had failed at his attempt of attack and decided to run off into the night, but I couldn't be that lucky. I was terrified and started crawling on the floor to the phone, hoping he would not be able to see me through one of the windows if he were still prowling outside. Then I heard the noises. Our house had an open garage door, and it led through to the laundry room where, unfortunately for me, the door lock was broken a while back, and no one had bothered to fix it. Just then, I heard a man yell, and I saw the shadow through the window as he ran to his car, his hood now flapping against the back of his head. He dove in and drove off peeling rubber down the neighborhood street. My uncle had just gotten home in time, saw him, and scared the man off. Who knows what would have happened if my uncle had not made it home in time. What if that man had found his way to that door with the broken lock? Sadly, we did not get the plate number, and nothing ever came of it.
But I'll never be home alone or even travel home alone on a holiday again. Not after that. And that's why I said in the beginning that that might resonate with some of you people traveling at Christmas, even though this was a teenager and wasn't, you know, away at school or away somewhere in a different town. Still something about coming home to an empty house for Christmas, knowing your family's not there yet, and you're there, and even though you've got the really pretty decorations and tree glowing in the darkness, it's maybe reassuring, but you still have that uncomfortable feeling what if someone's out there watching and I'll shut up about that now because I'm probably pissing some of you off who are going home alone on the holiday but fear not you can just listen to me and I'll keep you company because I have one more story unfortunately this story is very creepy and will not make you feel better but if you love scary stories like me even at Christmas time you'll love it The title, uh, you may or may not have heard this before, but I promise you this is the title, this is the story. And again, this is another one that is supposed to be true. Oh, I uh, love urban legends. It's called A Spy Cam in My Tree. Last year on Boxing Day, I found a really cool ornament in a clearance box. It had a built-in camera to record a unique perspective on your holiday celebrations. I grabbed the last one from the store's dusty shelf and brought it home for less than ten bucks. I forgot about it until my wife, my two daughters, and I decorated the house earlier this month. I told my daughters about the camera and said we'd secretly catch Santa in the act. I had an old costume in the attic and intended to deliver some gifts in full view of the camera on Christmas night. My girls were overjoyed and went back and forth trying to find the best place to put the ornament on the tree. They had no idea Daddy repositioned it later so it could actually catch the living room and a good angle. In the nights leading up to Christmas, I turned the camera on to make sure everything was working properly. In the morning, I previewed the footage just long enough to confirm the thing was working. Satisfied, I inserted the micro SD card back into the ornament and slipped in a new battery in anticipation for the big night. Daddy didn't want to disappoint his girls with a failed recording, after all. We enjoyed Christmas Eve as a family, playing board games and eating way more junk food than there was room in our stomachs. Like we do every year, we let our daughters open one gift from Mommy and Daddy before going to bed. 
The girls, still riding their sugar high, could be heard giggling in their bedrooms from all the way up the stairs. From time to time, my wife and I could hear one of them shush the other, claiming she'd heard hoofs on the roof or bells jiggling. Eventually, our kiddos dozed off. My wife kissed me on the cheek and headed to bed while I turned off all the lights. I retrieved the costume and tiptoed to the living room, getting ready for my big feature film debut. I did everything you would expect Santa to do. I ate most of the cookies. I drank the milk. I pet my large stomach and said my ho ho ho. And I dropped a few presents by the fireplace. All in full view of the camera. A pretty good acting job, if I do say so myself. On Christmas morning, the girls came running into our bedroom to wake us up. They excitedly insisted we watch the video before opening the presents. I transferred the footage to my laptop, forwarded it to where Santa showed up, and pressed play. My girls squealed with delight and jumped in front of the screen, frantically waving at Santa while obscuring the video from my view. It brought me so much joy to see how happy the girls were. I was too lazy to stop the video, so it continued to play in the background while we unwrapped our gifts. I spotted a box I had not seen the night before. It was a small, a small box wrapped in a blue foil paper that I did not recognize. My name was on it. But my wife seemed as surprised as I was to see it there. Noticing my confusion, my youngest daughter spoke. Daddy, that's gotta be from Mr. Elf, she said, her voice cheerful and bright. I was ready to dismiss her elf comment as just another weird thing kids say, just uh, random imagination. But my wife was not so quick to ignore it. Honey, what elf? she asked. My daughter pointed to the laptop. By then, the video had ended, and all that was left on the screen was a preview of the first frame. The one that came with Santa, she answered. Panic struck me like a bird in a jet propeller. I know my wife did not dress up as an elf. I scanned the video, clicking forward and back until I saw what my daughter had seen. There was, indeed, someone in the living room. He walked into the corner after I had turned the lights off. He stood there watching me parading around as Santa. The video went completely quiet after that. It was as though the camera failed to record a single sound. 
The strange, tall man in elf costume stood perfectly still for over an hour, watching the camera from a distance. After a while, he walked over to the plate of cookies and bit the head off a gingerbread man. I glanced at the plate and saw his teeth mark on the decapitated cookie nearby. On the video, the man then quietly approached the Christmas tree. I thought the audio was not working, but as he reached the tree, I began hearing his slow and steady breathing. He reached towards the ornament, and the video stopped. In a terrified frenzy, I grabbed the blue box he left behind. I ripped the bow off of it and tossed the frilly thing away. I frantically removed the wrapping paper, opened the box, and looked inside. There, on a bed of bubble wrap, was the battery I'd put in the camera the night before. My wife took the ornament and opened the back. The battery was missing. I don't know what scares me more. What the camera caught, or what the elf might have done after he turned off the camera. just had to save the creepy horror music and creepy laugh until that ending of the second story. <laughs> I thought those two went good, pretty good together. You know, two creepy tales of intruders on Christmas Eve. So when you're up walking around at night on Christmas Eve, checking to make sure all the doors and windows are locked, maybe check a look over your shoulder might want to look in the corners of each room and make sure that there is no elf man standing in your house waiting for you to fall asleep. <laughs> and that is it for this little Christmas episode. I'll be back before the new year to maybe tell some New Year's scary stories or more holiday scary stories. We shall see. So until then, please enjoy your holidays, your parties, your outings, but please stay safe, and by all means, have a happy haunting. (laughs) 